you would please stand for the reading of the gospel. Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also, and you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and still you do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me, that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and in fact will do greater works than these, because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, in this time and place, there are so many different ways to believe. We ask that you would accompany us in our journey that we would be drawn to one another just as we were drawn closer to you. Amen. So, I think it was last weekend was the Senate Assembly, and I could not go anywhere at the Hyatt Hotel in Burlingame without finding business cards about the rapture that was (laughs) supposed to happen yesterday at 6 o'clock. I'm trying to think of instances in the Bible that reference 6 o'clock anywhere for any purpose, and I'm 
I'm drawing a, a blank. <laughs> It's a curious piece. We certainly have uh, a history as, I think in particular, American Christians of this type of thing popping up here and there over the last 150 years or so. But it's interesting to me on a number of levels. One, there's this kind of strange fascination with those who kind of get pulled into it hook, line, and sinker and leave home and family and job and whatever else might be the case to follow some story that claims an answer that feels touchable. Isn't that kind of the the hard part of it? This business about faith is often not a touchable sort of thing. And we're, we're not as confident with things that we can't touch. It wasn't too many weeks ago that we hear about Thomas saying, yeah, well, you saw him, but unless I can touch him and see with my own eyes, right? That's an expression we use. Unless I can see it for myself, then it's just, it's just what you're saying. It's not what I believe. Or certainly belief in the sense that it's going to change the way in which I live my life today and going forward. The readings that we have for today, there's some familiar stories. The Stephen story is certainly familiar to us. Think of the confidence that he had in things that were not touchable, per se, He knew the story of Jesus. He was an ardent follower. Curiously, in this we see witnesses to the stoning of Stephen. A curious word in the Greek because it's through the Christian experience that that word witness, marturia, or as we use it in English today, martyr, comes to mean that we witness to something in the giving of our lives. Stephen, at that moment, is hanging on to something that is firm. But it doesn't always feel firm. In fact, when we read John, I often have a difficult time because there's a lot of circular kind of language. I am in the Father, the Father is in me, I'm going to the Father, and we start to get a little dizzy in the reading there. But I think one of the things that's important in this passage, and as we look at the Gospel of John in its entirety, we're mindful of the very first words of that Gospel. That the very Word of God that created all things at the beginning of time became flesh and lived among us. Now, as we gather on this day, successfully having survived the rapture, I guess we might say. In fact, it's curious. Some biblical scholars would be su- suggest that it's best to be the ones who are left, not the ones who are taken. But that's not today's text. <laughs> but as we look at the passages that we have for this day, looking for answers and things that we can hold on to, we get this bold phrase that has come down in Christian tradition from the earliest days. No one goes to the Father except by me. Now the question is, 
in our own hearts and minds, how narrow do we make that gate, right? There are parts of the greater Christian tradition that would say unless you articulate a personal faith in Jesus Christ, that then you fall outside of that. That's not language that Lutherans traditionally have been as comfortable with as some other parts of the Christian family, but given that it comes from the writing of John and we hear about Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, present since creation, I wonder if Jesus isn't more concerned about a broader message. That in his death and resurrection, something is accomplished for all people. Not a narrow set, but something that is meant far more broadly. It's interesting in the Gospels, when you read them for themselves, unlike stories of the rapture, where, what was it, 200 million people were going to be saved, which seems like a large number, unless you put it against, say, 7 billion, then it's seems like a relatively small number. But when we have this image of narrowing what God is doing, in my mind it's hard to reconcile that with what God tells us in the Bible. Jesus is routinely hanging out with the wrong people. He's routinely reaching out to those that surely would fall outside of that group. He's doing all the wrong things with all the wrong people. And if Jesus wants to do that, I don't know that it's up to us to change that. (laughs) If that's what he has come to accomplish, is to save that which was lost, to heal that which was broken, the net has been cast wide. And I think the challenge for us like Jesus, perhaps, is to worry far more about who needs to be included than spending a lot of time worrying about people that need to be kept out by some strange rule. One of the things that we are doing today, as you see in your bulletin, as I announced earlier, is we are affirming the baptisms of eight of our young adults, I guess we now say. As we gather in this space, we're mindful that we walk past the waters of the font before we get anywhere near our pew. It is in baptism that often in our tradition we are carried in physically by others, unable to do so on our own. A firm reminder that God is the one who acts to save us, And that when we were little, there were others who spoke for us. But as we begin to move to our own pews, as we get a little older and we move to different places, we understand that we begin to take this journey on ourselves. Not because it's a destination. Not because we now have all the answers and there is now a graduation. Well, that's done but rather an acknowledgement and a willingness to participate in the journey together. Now, as we gather today to remember that peace, as we gather today to remember that Jesus' message of being the way for all people 
doesn't necessarily give us that physical certainty that those who follow the rapture news might like. But it does remind us that in this life and in this journey, the tangible things are the love of God made known to us in our sisters and brothers in the faith. And so I would encourage you to remember after successfully surviving the rapture that Jesus is reaching out into our world, calling us to participate in this journey and work here and now. And there will be doubts and there will be lack of certainty at times, but nonetheless, God's love calls us together to continue that work. Amen.